Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan. Welcome to the next episode of Beyond the Sermon. This is a way for us to go beyond the weekend message through conversations, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, interviews, and practical ways to engage throughout the week. The hope is that through this series, you will be encouraged, challenged, and more equipped to be a disciple of Jesus. This week, we are continuing in a mini-series inside of Beyond the Sermon all about Increased Christmas. I had a conversation with Terry Todd from Gratitude in Action to discuss what they're doing locally in the Billings community. She shared some amazing stories of the life change and transformation that's directly linked to your generosity through Increased Christmas. Here's my conversation with Terry. Let's dive in. First of all, Terry, thank you so much for being here today and, and joining us. And before we before we start with any of the questions, I would love to know, can you tell those who are listening today who you are, what you get to do with an organization called Gratitude in Action, and maybe just give us a little bit of a glimpse of what your role is in that, in that organization? Sure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, in 2016, uh, Richard and I started Sober Living Homes in Billings and realized uh, pretty early on that it was going to take more than the two of us. And so um, in 2018, we formed a foundation that would promote recovery and sober living and give okay. people an opportunity to do something different. So um, this is my mission field. This is who okay. we are and what we do. And uh, those are the kinds of people we help. Awesome. So you. Give us a, a bigger picture even of what is gratitude in action. What you said you started in 2018. 18. Okay. So we're going on three years. And what what are what are some of the, the things that gratitude in action has been able to do over the last three years? Give us a, a picture, a glimpse of what, what it is. Sure. God has just increased what we have. So uh, we started out with four sober living homes. Uh, we have a home called our Faith House, which is for moms and kids. Okay. We have a huge thrift store uh, downtown at 10 South 30th that works as a workforce training ground. It also provides to the South Side a place to shop, and it provides a place for people to come and get the necessities of life, whether that is furniture or clothing or yeah. Um, just a little bit of everything. Yeah. We also have a workforce reentry program called Prosper, which has done some pretty cool things. Uh, our first class for our Ready to Rent uh, series is actually getting ready to graduate in the next week. Uh, oh, cool. We will follow those pe- the people who came through that class for a year so that they can get stable housing. And um, the landlord is protected and the new tenant is protected and, and they create a great relationship. Um, so what we do is we bridge the gap and we step into, uh, create relational roles to, uh, people who are suffering and coming out of addiction, transitioning into a new way of living. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. So we've, I've had glimpses of gratitude in action, what's happened through our increased Christmas partnership over the last uh, couple of years. So can you even help, help connect the dots for, for those who are listening, those who have been a part of increased Christmas, what has happened over the last couple of years uh, in gratitude in action through the partnership um, with increased Christmas? So here's where I, here's where I cry because there's so many things that have happened. You know, if I was going to give you a glimpse of some of the lives that have been changed, I would talk about a young man named Spencer who came to us a year and a half ago out of prison, hadn't had a driver's license in 15 years, um, had some pretty significant dental issues, uh, hadn't been employable. Uh, he just celebrated three years of sobriety. Mm. He uh, has had his teeth completely redone. He's employable. And he got a driver's license for the first time. Right. And uh, through some of the stuff we do with Increased Christmas, we're able to help with those things. Yeah. Um, 
a, a gal that just breaks my heart. That's beautiful story is Nicole. Nicole was in prison, had her daughter in prison three and a half months ago through some connections with Faith Chapel, uh, some people who stepped up and loved that baby before she could come home. Uh, last Friday, I was able to go pick Nicole up at prison. She was released to our faith house, and she and that little girl are together. And, wow. and last Sunday, they had a beautiful baby shower for her. So lives are changing, and yeah. um, it's absolutely beautiful to watch it happen. Uh, we had Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago or a week ago, and everybody comes home for Thanksgiving. You know, our home is home for some of the 1500 people who've transitioned through our houses and you get to see lives completely changed because they become part of the community and, and they know where to go. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So, so as, as you think through some more of those stories, what, what's, what's starting to shift in, in the community in Billings because of gratitude and action. And I'm, I'm throwing this, this question at you as it just popped into my head, but but like I, I love that that transition that you guys are providing. I like even the phrase that you use that you're filling in the gaps. So what are you starting to see as as this has been, you said your mission field where you started in 2018 and now where we are today, how are you seeing the community shift to partner with that and even some of some maybe even some more stories, but even what's some of that transition that's happening? Are there other organizations that are partnering with you, other momentum? Can you, can you kind of give us a, a glimpse of the, the that transformation? Does that make sense? Sure. There's some absolutely fantastic organizations in this town. But I think one of the things that has helped us the most is that we have created this uh, idea of effective compassion. So people have to be involved in their own recovery, that if you want something, we're going to walk through it together, but you're going to yeah. match my effort and respect my time. And mm. um, we've also been able to you know, take a bunch of women to a women's Bible study on Thursday nights. And what that did is it made them feel okay that that was their church and that they'd be accepted there no matter what. And, um, you know, to begin to see those kinds of things happen, uh, I think that people knowing about who we are and realizing like the person you see on the street, the best thing to do for them isn't to give them $5. It's to bring them here and let us access services Um, and do it in a way that is uh, well thought out and effective. So yeah. if you're coming in every day asking for a pair of shoes. We need to be having the discussion about what happened to the shoes you had before and, sure. and how do we do things that are different. Uh, the other thing that's beautiful is uh, a lot of people from the church come down to the store and they're here and they come in volunteer. They come and shop. What happens is they get to rub up against the people that we work with on a daily yeah. basis and, and they begin our, our clients, our, our residents, the people we, we love and support realize that they're not so different and, and that yeah. they can communicate and connect. And yeah. so that's a big part of it. Um, I also think that as we drive through the city of Billings, we begin to realize that we have a bigger problem than what we thought we did. And mm, it okay. has really highlighted this. So we have a very large uh, addiction services issue, but we also have a lot of mental health issues. And so mm. how do we really drill down and figure out what the problem is. Um, Because if we don't know what the problem is, we can't get to the solution. And so I think that that's part of what we're seeing on a daily basis. You know, I I think about a gal that we have, her name is Abby. And uh, Abby, two years ago, on the 29th, actually, uh, was found uh, flatlined in a casino bathroom. You know, she had overdosed. And when her dad called me to see what he could do, I mean, you could just hear the desperation in his voice. And mm. it, he brought her to us with great hope that everything would be okay. And the first time she didn't stay, but she came back to, a month later and she's been with us and, and her life looks nothing like it looked before. You know, she's active in her kid's life. Um, 
she too has had a bunch of dental work done. Um, but she is proud of the woman she's become. And yeah. it's, that's what I think is different is uh, we really work on a relational model. Mm-hmm. How do we do life together? Because yeah. I can tell you what it feels like. and But unless we walk through it together, you don't know that I realize it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, even what's, what's striking me about all of this is that you have a story that, that goes with every arm of what you're doing, which is really neat because sometimes, you know, with a, with a campaign as big as Increased Christmas, where you've got, you know, global outreach and you've got things happening in countries and languages that, you know, I, I can't understand. I don't know. And sometimes the numbers can become staggering, but I, I love that every time we've talked about something so far, there's a person behind it that, that lives right here. Was that such a neat way to tangibly see transformation happen is it's not just, you know, some random person. It's a, it's a person that's known a person that's involved in a person uh, that's loved. So what, let me tell you a quick, yeah, ahead, please, please. I, I went to our faith house, which um, we were only able to open in the midst of the pandemic on mother's day a year ago because Faith Chapel helped us. So Mm. that home opened. I was there on Sunday to pick up Nicole to take her to the baby shower. And while I was there, I was absolutely profoundly struck by what was happening in that home. I have a mom who had gone to pick up her kids at daycare and she had been using. And the CPS worker was there and said, no. And the girl, the gal did not have enough money to get gas in her car to go home. And she drove across the street and the, the CPS worker had given her $10 to put gas in her car. And the time she's standing there pumping gas, deciding if she's going to take her life or not, she gets mm. a phone call back from Lynn, who's my administrator, who says, hey, I have room and you can get into sober living. She came to sober living and Megan has both of her boys back in her life. Oh, that's amazing. It's got about six months. And then we've got Becky who has transitioned and, and just had absolute struggles and she is doing well. And and then Alyssa who runs that house, it, it's just one story after another. And you see these women who struggle and overcome because mm-hmm. they're connected and they have each other. So they have that family unit that they may have been missing, right. you know, um, Erica had lived with us for about a year and a half and had gotten sober and had gone back home and she ran up against hard times. And uh, her daughter, they were living on the reservation in a camper with no water and no power. And that baby was about a month and a half old. And uh, she called and asked to come back and she came back and she lives at our house now and she's fully employed. And so, you know, you look at those things where one different choice would have been a completely tragic outcome, but they knew where to come and get help. And we're only right. able to provide that help because you guys have helped us. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. I, I, I love, I love being able to connect, connect the dots. And even for, you know, I participate. And so to know like more stories and to hear that is, is so in, encouraging. And also, I just want to say thank you for, for sharing the stories, but also thank you for initiating and, 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 working to tangibly be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. That's such a, such a cool uh, partnership that we get to have, that we get to come alongside and, and do that together. As, as you look at, so, I mean, this is still new. It's in its initial stages, but so many cool stories already. What, what are you excited about over the next, maybe the next year, but even over the next coming years? I mean, you're talking about sober living, you're talking about 
transitional housing, you're talking about a store that helps. So can you give us a, like, as you, as you think down the road, where are you seeing gratitude in action go and what are you hoping happens? What are you excited about? I'm excited to see what God's going to do because we had no idea that these were the things we were going to be doing. Every time, um, every time we run up against some kind of a stronghold or run up against some kind of a barrier, God produces something else. So uh, we weren't looking to start a thrift store when we did, um, which has turned out to be a huge blessing. You know, we took a hundred people to camp this summer at camp on the board. And so that was amazing. And we want to continue to do that. Uh, We are really putting a lot of effort into Prosper, which is home health, life and work uh, with workforce reentry and trying to get people connected there. Um, The Recovery Cafe is a great model. Uh, It's kind of a drop in center where people can come and access services without feeling different. Um, So there's lots of exciting things. Uh, we really want to open a men and children's house. We know that there's a yeah. need in the community. Um, get called on that quite frequently. And we have one in town, but we need another one. And so mm. um, whatever gap we're called to bridge, um, that's really kind of where we want to be. Uh, mm. So I, I just ask people to constantly be praying for us and that uh, A, God will provide and that B, God will also show us where we're supposed to move into because yeah. we have a community that is filled with some people that are suffering. And so how can we make effective, compassionate change in their lives? Yeah. I, I like that phrase that you keep using, uh, effective compassion, because I think I think I can get stuck sometimes wondering what what's my role? What am I supposed to do? And and I can feel like a, a sense of compassion, but I, I, I really like that phrase, effective compassion, that it's not just idle, it's not just sitting still, but it's it's something in motion. Um, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that moving forward, but, but I, I hope that, um, and, I'm, and I've got a couple more questions, but I hope that, that that phrase sticks with me and sticks with others because I think that's, that's so you're giving us an example and a picture of what that looks like to, to do that. So- What's something with gratitude and action that you would maybe hope that people know the, the, the community at large, maybe the church at large, what's something that you just wish everybody knew about gratitude and action that maybe they don't. That we are there in the places where most people don't want to go. Um, Mm. so when you walk downtown, you'll see a lot of people on the streets and you may not know them, but we know who, what their stories are. And so, Mm -hmm. You know, I, the, there's Kenny, who's always got a cart full of cans or or a couple of artists. They are all people with stories and they have right. families. And so how can we help them? Because I don't think that they, um, I think they've accepted that that's where they're at, but I don't believe that they think that's where they should be. And so sure. how, do we, um, how do we encourage people to live different and to be who God created them to be? And, um, you know, we're always better. I hate to use the word better, but we're always have the ability to rise up out of the ashes, to be that phoenix that rises, and that God did not intend for us to be stuck and mired in addiction and despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, No, I, I know what you mean by better. Like, you know, it can kind of feel, I, I think I know what you're, what you're getting at, but but we should be growing, right? Yes. And so no matter where we are on the journey or on the spectrum, there should be some forward momentum, even if that means that you're building from rock bottom, you know, you've had some fallout or some consequences or whatever it might be. There's always room to grow. And, and so rock I, bottom can be that firm foundation that where we build our yeah, life upon again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Terry, 
where if if people want to get involved with gratitude in action how can we come alongside you obviously there's you know the ongoing partnership through increased christmas but if if somebody hears this and hears what you're up to and they're like i want to partner with that i want to get involved on a different level how would you what would be their next step how would you direct them Oh my goodness. Call me 696-8704. We have, we're getting ready to do a recovery film festival. We have volunteer opportunities at the store. I would love for people that want to make mittens because we have our mitten campaign. Um, If you want to come and work alongside the people in the homes, you know, one story I forgot to tell you is, so last Sunday when I went to pick up Nicole, one of the coolest things I said, oh, you guys went to church this morning. How did you go to church? And they said, the Faith Chapel van picked us up. That is beautiful to me. I mean, that is true community partnership. I had no idea it was happening and and you guys took care of it. Um, So, you know, maybe it's, uh, we are currently collecting cars. I know that sounds crazy, but if you've got an older car that might need some work, um, we're using that so that they can use those as ways to get to work. We do bikes. We have repedal here. So we'll fix bikes. Um, if you want to, there's all kinds of opportunities, whether you want to donate monetarily, whether you want to physically give your time, whether you just want to pray for us, there's always opportunities to be involved yeah. with what we are doing. Oh, oh that's awesome. Um, I love that. That's, that's yeah. so great. I'm, I'm uh, going to, and in our show notes for the podcast, I'll, do you guys have a website I can send people to? Yes. It's G I A M T.org. G-I-A-M-T dot org. Okay. I'm going to post that in the show notes so people can access it. And then I would, because you've got so many stories, Terry, um, is there any story that you would want any, any final story you'd want to share or anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we end our conversation? Yeah, there's a pretty cool story that I would tell. So two years ago, um, I had a gal that called me from jail and she called me repeatedly and she was eight and a half months pregnant. And I thought I cannot we didn't have a woman in children's house. What am I going to do with a gal that's pregnant? I mean, I could take her in the house, but in a month, we're going to have a baby. What are we going to do with that? And so um, my son was born in prison. And so that is something that's near and dear to my heart. How do I make that? How do I help somebody? So uh, finally I said, yes. And she was released to our custody. And at that point I knew we had to do something. And and because of the way she'd been living previously, there was a good chance that CPS was going to step in with that baby. So um, Elizabeth came to live at the house, and when her little boy was born, um, the dad tested positive, and so that baby was removed from their care, and he went to CPS. And I said, okay, you don't have to do this alone. We're going to walk through this with you, and connected with CLDI, who is another great community partner here, and so uh, made arrangements that when Elizabeth uh, got her little boy back, she would go to Hannah House, and she could stay at the Hannah House, and then the dad came and lived with us. So I'd now had mom and dad and we're still working through it. Two years later, they came to Thanksgiving dinner and it was Elizabeth and Brandon and both of their children now, cause they have a new little boy, another little boy wow. and their lives don't look anything like they looked before. You know, Brandon's a business owner. Elizabeth's had the same job. She's getting ready to graduate from drug court. And the difference in their life is that somebody was willing to say yes, that somebody was mm-hmm. willing to step in the gap and, and bridge that gap and, and help them start over. Um, doesn't mean that we always do it perfectly, but I believe that if we step in with a plan and, and we create some effective change, we bring families together. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about things like that, Thanksgiving makes my heart so full. Yeah. I just can't wait till Christmas because it happens all over again. Yeah. Well, well, Terry, I mean, even using your own words, being willing to say yes to these people, thank you for 
for leading the way in that. Thank you for your your willingness to stay, say yes to, to, to birthing this vision and this mission and putting things in motion. And, and thanks for giving, giving us a model to follow because it's, it's beautiful. And, and I, I love hearing all these stories and I, and I'm, I'm very excited to hear what other people, the, the feedback is they hear these stories and I'm, I'm hoping that people hear this and, and just want to dive in and, and partner with you. So thank you so much um, you. for what you're doing. Well, Terry, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And, um, and I'll, hopefully you'll get a bunch of people who call your personal <laughs> cell phone number <laughs> as a result of the conversation. <laughs> you know, that's the best way. Um, there you go. I like it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Terry. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Have a great day. If you'd like to get involved with Gratitude in Action, you can head to giamt.org, or I guess you can call Terry directly from the number she gave. If you'd like to know more or be a part of Increase Christmas, head to increase.christmas, and there you can see all of the categories and ways to give. Again, that's increase.christmas. And for those of you who have been a part of Increase Christmas over the years, thank you for giving gifts that change lives. We can't wait to hear more of the stories over the next several weeks. Until next time.